Welcome to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries podcast. My name is Pastor Virgil Lofty, better known to some of you and a lot of you as Pastor V. And I'm Prophetess Tanya Lofty, and we are so happy that you're here. Here at TCAM, it is our mission to bridge the gap between the church and the community. As we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness to us and the official launch of a location, you can join us live online for communion and Bible study. And of course, make sure you subscribe to listen to the replay of those messages right here on the podcast. On behalf of myself, Pastor V. And me, Prophetess Tanya. And the entire TCAM family. We want to say thank you. God bless you for tuning in and being a part of the podcast. We pray that this message and these messages will be a blessing to you and will allow you and help you advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So be blessed by what you hear. And listen, the Bible tells us to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. So turn your Bibles. I want to talk about, well, you turn your Bibles to Proverbs 29 and 18. 29 and 18. And it says, where, it, where there's no vision, the people will cast off restraint. Mm-hmm. One translation says, where there's no revelation, mm-hmm. the people will cast off restraint. So I want to, we want to talk about it. We want to spend some time this morning because we have decreed over this ministry and for the partners of this ministry and for all those who we, who would receive the word that was released from this ministry okay. is that this is the year of Jubilee. Mm-hmm. And if you are not or if you have not set your vision and the, the vision that God has placed in you to receive this year of Jubilee, then you will miss it. And so we want to talk about vision on today. How important is vision? How many of you guys have already visualized something for your lives that you already have received what God has said for you? And now you're starting to visualize what God has shared with you, now you can actually see it. Amen. Come on, shout back to me. Y'all raise your hand. Type it in the chat. Do what you got to do. Get involved in, in, in the service on the day. And we and we here, we see here in Proverbs 20 that where there's no vision, people cast off restraint. So when there's when you don't have a vision for your life, if you are really believing and you set yourself that this is the year of Jubilee, that everything that I've set my eyes and I've I've set my gaze upon God that it's going to come to pass. What are you doing in your life to ensure that you are focused, your vision, that your eyes are laser focused on that which God has placed in you to be to even to have, receive, or to do? Amen. Because listen, there's purpose in all of us. There's a purpose for all of us. And there's something that God has strategically placed in each and every one of us to do. 
Amen. You have to figure out and tap in to that what God to that which God has placed and assigned a task to you to do. Why? Because once you do that, then the vision that God has placed in you, you'll have you'll start casting off you 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 won't cast restraint. See, when there when there's no vision, people don't see when you don't have a vision about what God is doing or what or what you want to do or what God what you believe God has called you to do in your life, you'll do whatever you want to do. You're free flowing. You wake up every morning hoping and wishing something happens. Amen. Somebody, I know there's a lot of us who do that. I know a lot. I, I know a lot. A lot of people get up out of bed hoping and wishing that God do something in my life. God do something in my life. But when God, but God has all He's shown us all something to do: business, ministry, whatever, family, whatever that may be. When He's placed that in us. Our, faith, our focus and our gaze should be set on what God has called us to do. Amen. When you have no vision, you end up all over the place. How many of y'all know people who just all over the place? Their thoughts are all over the place. They where, where they just go here and there to and fro, him and young. I'm just, you know, I'm talking like the old people talk. No shout at the old people. But when you have no vision, you're all over the place. You're just you're just roaming around trying to figure out if you're trying to figure where you're going to land, what you're going to do. And at this stage of our lives, we all should be focused on that which God has placed before us. I'll say me, ministry. For us and for me specifically, my focus is strictly on, and not strict, but my gaze is set on ministry, building this ministry. I can't have it in multiple places doing multiple things. That's why I always have to make sure that my vision stays in line with God's vision so I'm locked in. I don't allow other people to come in and tell me. Well, you know, you should be doing this. I hear you, but I got to stay focused on what God has called me to do. My lane is my lane. So I have to stay. My vision has to be focused. Y'all know we hear the saying, stay in your own lane. And the, and the beautiful thing about that is if you stay in your own lane and you pay attention to what God is calling you to do, you avoid accidents that way. Yeah, because what accidents do, accidents, accidents stop you. Some of them can be to the point where they cause you to stop permanently. Some of the accidents can be hindrances to us that stop us prematurely, that stop us temporarily. We got to focus. Our vision, our, our gauge has to be set. Listen, one of the greatest letters in the, in the word vision is S. We have to make sure that we are seeing what God has placed in us to see. And listen, if you don't know what your purpose is or what you should be doing, then here's a clue for you. That thing that drives you. Vision. Vision about that thing that God has placed that's driving you. See, I, 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 tried, to, I tried to suppress pastoring for years. Why? Because I was so focused on what people's perception may be of what Pastor V didn't have what it take, took to be a pastor or what I've gone through in my life and the, the level of education that I've, that I've garnered and I've gained over the years. I didn't think that would be enough to stand 
and have people respect the fact they call Virgil pastor. But when my focus got so set that I don't give a care what nobody think about what God has called me to do. I have to be so focused and set on what God has said to me. Because here's a, here's a point about vision and the things that God has placed in us. You got to give an account for what he's called you to do. And see, so what I had to do was learn how to let my vision put those blinders on to help drown out all the noise that said what I couldn't do. What I can't be. I couldn't stand before people. I couldn't help help people and, and help people in charge and help set a charge in people that they will go to do the things that God has called them to do. Speak to people and speak to people's lives. To, to speak the word that people will be changed by the word of God. I got out of that, y'all. Why? Because I knew what God has placed on the inside of me was greater. So my vision and my focus on the vision had to be such. And so listen, so that's why we got, when, when there's no vision, people cast off restraint. You got to ring yourself in when there's a vision on your life. And if you, like I said, this is a year of Jubilee. If you believe what God is saying and what God has told you that was going to come to pass, you got to focus like never before in this year. And you got to cast off. Listen, you got to get away from that. You can't, you got to, you got to put restraint in your life. Focus in your life. And you can't do the, and what the, the bottom line to restrain is you can't do what everybody else is doing when you have focus. God is telling some of y'all, now it's time to the vision. Now it's time to start saving. You can't spend. So now you gotta restrain, you gotta pull yourself back. You can't go to retail therapy anymore. You gotta pull yourself back. You can't buy what you used to buy. Spend how you used to spend. Go out the way you used to go out. Why? Because there's restraint on you because there's a vision attached. Some of y'all want a home. You got to pull your credit into, into place. You got to start doing the things that God has set before you. Because listen, he knows what's best for us. He knows ways to get us out. Now listen, there's, I'm, not, I'm not discounting supernatural at all. He's the, he's, he's the God of the supernatural. But he causes us to pull some restraint, to have some restraint on our Listen, Ephesians 1 and 11. Ephesians 1 and 11 tells us that you, God, you are the master strategist. Give me greater vision for your purpose for my life. How many of y'all want greater vision for the purpose that God has placed in your life? Come on, tell them, give me greater vision. Give me greater vision, God, for your purpose for my life. Awaken my heart and establish your reign in my life. He wants us to listen. He, he says that he He's the master strategist. He knows our end from our beginning. Amen? Amen. And he knows our beginning to the end. Some of us call him, he's our alpha and our omega. He knows all about the middle of our lives. How? 
Because he can't be the alpha. He can't be the beginning of things and the end of things and not know the middle of it as well. So he's our master strategist. And he was in, give me greater vision. I want greater vision for your purpose for my life. We got to have it. For every every for every step and every move of our lives, we need the purpose and the vision that God and the, for the purpose of God in our lives. We want to know how many of y'all like me. I want to know, God, what God, what you want me to do. How you want me to go about it. Yeah, we gotta be, we gotta always be seeking and putting him in and getting and, and making sure he's involved in how we do. Awaken my heart and establish your reign in my life. When we when we're asking him to do these things, we're asking God, God, take over. Not to the degree where I'm not involved, but to the degree where I yield myself to you, God. I need you. Give me the wisdom that's required for that next step in my life. Vision. And sometimes, listen, the things that God is putting in us to do, listen, if, if, it's, if it's within your, your hands to do, then it's too small. And I know for some of us, that may be a little scary for us because we are afraid to step out. But when God gives us a vision, listen, he's already given us everything that we need to accomplish the vision that he's placed in us. Why? Because he's a part of it. He's in it. He tells us he's the master strategist. He's going to give us witty ideas. He's going to give us ways to see what he's placed in us and to how to accomplish that which he's, he's placed in us to do. So listen, that's a, that's a guarantee to y'all. You don't have to fret about it. He's telling you, you're not in it alone, baby. You're not in this thing by yourself. I'm with you. I'm standing with you. I'm beside you. I'm in it. Hallelujah. Woo. How many of y'all glad to know that when you when you have vision in God and you're, and, you're, and you're moving towards the vision that God has placed in you, he promises that he's in it. Hallelujah. Woo. That's praiseworthy right there, that he's in it with us. That's a guarantee, y'all. And listen, when he, and the Bible tells us that if God be for us, who can be against us? So when we're walking in the vision that God has placed, who can be against what God, listen, there's opposition. Now, don't get me wrong. There's always going to be opposition. But when he's in it, he's greater than us, than that's than in the world. He said, great is he that is in me and that is in me and in you than he that is in this world. Oh, man, that's something to shout about right there. That listen, no matter what, y'all, your vision will come to pass. Whose vision? The vision that God has placed in you. Amen. Listen, Jeremiah 29 and 11, which is all, y'all, y'all, everybody know this, this, this scripture right here. It says, Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you. He's telling us again, y'all, he's in it. He's in it. He's with us. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. So now if some of y'all have visions of demise, we know that ain't God's plan. Some of y'all are allowing things to come in and torment you 
Those are, those are considered visions, but those are tormenting visions. We know God is not a part of that. We're talking about plans to prosper you. Hallelujah. And he said, he declares, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So we just decreed that and we just declared that. We, just, we know that he has plans to harm us. He doesn't have plans to harm us. We know those are not his plans. So when y'all be thinking, or well, things are coming in our lives and trying to torment us, we know those plans have nothing to do with God. He said those, he has the plans that are here that are not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. We are so excited that our vision gives us hope and a future. We are so grateful to that. And so our vision gives us hope, yo. The vision that we have, that God places in, that gives to us and gives us and has for our lives, it's, it's hope. And it brings us to a future in him. And listen, the vision that God has is not just for you. It's to show people around you that the goodness of God, it, it flows through our lives. It's important that God is, let me say it this way, because we always, we all know, when there's no vision, the people perish, right? We know that when you have no vision in your life, that you, that's the, what, what we always ask ourselves, what is the purpose of my living? Why am I here? And we always hear these grandiose stories that man has searched years and years to try to figure out their purpose while they're alive. And it's true. Most people don't know why they exist. Most people don't understand, have not, have died not tapping into what their purpose on earth was. No vision. That's why it's important that we as believers, we ask God, show me God what you want me to do. Help me find my purpose. And I just told you that the thing that drives you, the thing that you found passion in, the thing that moves you, the thing that won't let you rest, that's what God is calling you to do. You know what that thing is. That thing that you just can't let go. And I'm not talking about no, well, we know we ain't talking about no God. We ain't not no God, no girl. We're talking about that thing, that, that purpose, that, that thing that's bigger than money. Hallelujah. What moves me to help move people is purpose, vision. Because what God is all, what God created us all to do was help us to help move people towards him. And everything that we do ties into that. Yeah, you got a business. Your business is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a resource generator, but it's also a soul-helping, saving portion of what you call to do. Your business should not just be in resources, but it should be in the resources of helping to save people as well. Amen. I know that's hard for somebody to take. But there's wealth in souls. There's not just wealth in, in just money. There's wealth in souls. What do you mean, Pastor V? There's wealth in bringing people to the kingdom of God. 
There's value to it. Hallelujah. And you have to see yourself as the conduit of change in people's lives to bring value. What is that value? That's the name of Jesus to someone's life. Because listen, no matter how much money people have, if they are void of Jesus, they are broke inside. And they are poor in spirit. Why? Because there's no, there's a void of Jesus Christ. Your vision should supersede just money. I'm preaching good. I know y'all don't, some of y'all ain't gonna get with me on that. I understand. Listen, we understand that money, we live, this is a capitalist world. We understand that money moves, but guess what? Value comes more than just money. There's a wealth in souls that this world will never be able to tap into. Only the, the believers and those who are truly committed to seeing people saved will reap the reward of that. I know y'all, listen, how do, why do I say that? Because there's a, there's a crown that we all going to have to wait. Woo! And all and look, and the souls that you reach and the souls that you touch and the souls that you affect for the kingdom of God speaks to the level of crown and the and the, what you will have in your crown when you get to glory. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. That tells you there's value mm -hmm. in souls. But here's the kicker. We don't, we don't do it because we want to see the, 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 the rubies in, the, in, our, in our crown and the diamonds in our crown. We do it because God wants to see lives change. He wants souls delivered and saved and brought into the kingdom of God. And by virtue of that, he said that you'll receive a crown of life. Hallelujah. Y'all better come on out there. Listen, your vision is not just about that. That's why I said you got to see. You got to see that the that you see what God has called you to do. And you got to see, you got to see even beyond that. You see souls, you see lives change, you see families brought back together. You see, listen, world, the world. Of the people around you starts to change when your vision and God's vision lines up. Amen. Yeah, it's a blessing. And I know some people might, well, you're talking about vision. Yeah, vision, vision, vision speaks about a broad thing because vision is more than just seeing yourself having the business that God has placed or He's called you to have. Whatever that thing may be, it's about, it's all of it. Can you see yourself prosperous in life? Can you see somebody else prosperous in life? Can what you do be a conduit of change for someone else? Can that vision be just not just about you? Can it be about others? Amen. Because the vision for this ministry it's not about me. It has something to do with me, but it's about y'all. It's more about you than it is about me. It was, it was, it was about me, but it was to make sure that would, would I be obedient to follow the call of God? Would I, would I be obedient to the call and the assignment of Jesus Christ? And by virtue of my obedience, would that, that would now affect many others' lives. The same for you. 
Can you visualize yourself being obedient to the things of God to help change somebody else's life? And by virtue of that, all these things that he will give me will come to pass. Yeah, the things that I've dreamed and I desire and I've, and I've seen that God was doing in, in my life and in my, in my family's life. I've already set my gaze to have those things. But the first thing I had to do was be obedient to the vision that he's placed in me. Because see, see, no one wants to see vision is great, but you have to be obedient. That's why it's telling you to cast off. You can't cast off restraint. When there's no restraint, there's no discipline. And see, a lot of people want vision, but they don't want to be disciplined. They want, they see, you see what God is saying and, and, and really envision and have you visualize the V in vision, visualizing what God has before you. But no one wants to be vigilant and no one wants to be disciplined and, and walking that out. When you see it, you want it the next day. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we got to make sure that we are in place yes, for what we're believing God for. Because here's, here's, here's the thing about your God. Y'all know how we do it. Turn to your neighbor, point to him, do whatever you got to do. If you got somebody in the room, would you turn to him and say, listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up. God is never going to give you what he has for you in a season where you're undisciplined. Jesus. Why? Because it's gonna it will kill you. Mm, 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 mm. Your vision and the vision that God has for you has a has periods of time in it. What are you saying, Pastor? Me? He helps you walk out what He's placed in you and moving you step by step, so you don't mm. kill yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because some of us, the vision that God is placing us is a great big it's, it's, it's one it's, it's one that you can't even you can't even God, how can I you can't even fathom how it's gonna happen. And if he was to drop that on you right now, what would it do to you? Jesus. Sabotage. Amen. That's not that he's not. He's not with you and he's not speaking to you. Absolutely he is. But our God is so good and so great and so good. Listen, he's so merciful that he allows things to happen in time and season. Amen. How do you know that? Listen, I know that because I, we've, I've been in ministry for almost 30 years. I've seen myself. Or I, I, I visualized myself pastoring almost 20 years ago. <laughs> and I'm now I'm just now here. Mm -mm. There was a process that I went through. The vision never stopped. Mm -mm. There was a process. Mm -hmm. Habakkuk's gonna tell us about that process. Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. It says, the Lord, then the Lord, do I need to wait for y'all to get there? I'll wait a few seconds. But Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3 says, then the Lord replied, write down the vision, the revelation. Write down what he's showing you. Revelation of what he's showing you. 
write it down. It's important to write it down. Make it plain. Write it down and make it plain to you. Make it plain so you can understand what he's saying. The revelation that you've garnered, write it down and make it plain so you can understand what he's saying. He's saying it says write it on tablets so that who so that he who may can who read it can run with it. For the vision, the revelation awaits an appointed time. It didn't say now. For some, it's now. It says, but it's a. He said, but the revelation of what the vision is is in the, is, It waits on an appointed time. We all got an appointment, y'all. We all got a date of appointment concerning the revelation of our vision. Woo, Jesus! Y'all better come on. There's all. There's a revelation, and then there's a wait time for all of us. Y'all know when y'all go to certain restaurants, they give you a ticket. And they call the numbers out 109, 108. Even though the number may be at, they may be at 19 and you at 109, you still get a, you still in line. Yes. You still got a ticket. <laughs> you have an appointed time with your destiny. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, come on, y'all. There's an appointed time with your destiny. There's an, listen, you can't get away from it. And this, this is not to be morbid, just as we all got an appointed time to die, there's an appointed time for us to be blessed too. There's an appointed time for us to walk into our victory, into our into the into our revelation, our vision that God has shown us. We got our ticket. And they go through, they he's going through the numbers. And listen, the good thing about God, we still got our appointed time, but guess what? Even though we at 109, sometimes. <laughs> He jumps the line. Okay, 19 wasn't available. Let's jump over to 20. Woo! And listen, and, and, and as, we, as we're going along, it tells us there's an appointed time. It, it speaks of the end. At the time that we, it speaks of the end. It will not fall. It will not fail. One translation, it will not lie. Hallelujah. It says, though it lingers, though it waits, though it tarries, lingers, wait for it. How many of y'all are patient enough to wait? Yeah, that's a question you got to ask yourself. Can you wait on what God has shown you? I, we were told, I led up to it. We were talking about it. Can you wait? Are you diligent? Are you disciplined? Are you focused? Can you cast off enough? Can you, listen, can you hold tight? Long enough to see and to wait to what God has, has promised you to come to pass. Year of Jubilee, are you can you wait long enough? Listen, we're just getting going. And I know some of y'all like some things haven't happened yet. Can you wait to February? Woo, Jesus. Can you wait? Can you hold up? Don't it lingers, it tarries. Listen, because we know God is not a man that he shall lie. Neither the son of man that he will ever have to repent. So we trust him, right? Yeah, y'all shout the tight. Y'all shout back at me. We can trust him, right? Yes. So we know that, listen, I see my health. 
I see my body lining up when I was young, when I was in my early 20s. I see my body coming back to my early 20s. I may be having a little challenges now, but I see my body strong. Though it's lingering, can you hold out? Yeah, because if you can, listen, his promises are sure. He's not going to lie. He cannot fail. Yeah, for it, listen, it says for it lingers, it waits. For, wait for it. It will surely come to pass. It will not, one translation, it will not be delayed. Good God. <laughs> listen, y'all better come on out there because listen, we are in, we are, I'm holding, I still got my ticket. As long as you're still in line, you're still in position. Jesus. And your vision, you tell you telling God, God, I have not lost vision. I have not closed my eyes. I have not went on to the next thing. I believe you for what you said and what I and what was registering in my spirit. Yeah, God, I thank you that it's coming to pass. That business that you've been holding on to, you're still in line. Just because three banks said no, the fourth one, you're still in line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, I listen. We get it. I get it. They can, they can say no. That wasn't the bank. I'm cool with that. I'll go to another one. That they can say no. Cool. I go to another. One. God, which one is it? I'm still in line. I'll try them all. <laughs> yeah, that house that you believe in God for. I'm talking about tangible things. I'm just I'm talking about material things. Why? Because some of y'all have been waiting on those things. Come on here. Come on, babe. Come on. If you can hold out, <laughs> if you can stay in there, if you can keep your gaze focused on what God said, listen, here's the thing for y'all. Some of y'all need to go back and write everything that God said down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why? Why do that? Because it helps bring you in remembrance of what he said that you can have and what he said was for you. That way, you listen, you don't have to add, subtract, or take nothing out. You will say, God, you told me this. <laughs> and listen, the good thing is, we can hold him to his word. If he said it, he said he'll do it. If he's not spoken, will he not make good? <laughs> that's what he, that's the word. That's what he's told us, that we can hold him on. Amen. And I'm excited about that. We got to set our vision. And here's the thing. Some of us, we may need to go back and reset. Some of us may need to go back and reset. Because some of our visions are out of God's vision. And we wonder why things are not happening. Because some of the things we're believing for uh, have nothing to do with God at all. Yeah, I'm not saying that if you that he would not give you the desires of your heart. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we're speaking specifically about vision. And if you said God said it, and God said he didn't say it, you need to go, you need to go back and refocus. Ask God, what are you actually saying, God? And then now help me write it down. Because I want to make sure I'm moving. With you, because here's the thing: that when we start moving in step with God, God said, "When look, when our ways please Him, He will make even our very enemies to be at peace with us. So He'll start making things happen for us. He'll start giving us favor with with lenders, with bankers, with with people who own properties that we're looking at, because it's a part of our vision. He'll start. He'll have them waiting there for you. God told me somebody was going to show up looking at this property 
<laughs> That's how strategic God is. He'll have the person who's trying to sell a property waiting there for you because you, he told you to go. And listen, I've had it happen. I've seen it move. I've seen God move. I know for some that may be loose. I've seen God. I've turned down some places. God said, turn, go in here. And he was like, I was supposed to be meeting somebody here. What can I do for you? That's the kind of encounters we want to have. Now, everything may not happen that way, but the good thing is God always gives us favor when he's in the midst of it. You can't go nowhere if God is in the midst and no favor don't show up. Faith is already off. It's always present when God is there. Amen. So what I would encourage you guys on today is refocus. Set your gaze on what the thing on the things that God is placing you, the visions that God is giving you. I just did, I didn't just say vision, I said visions. Because some of you have multiple things God has that God is showing you. But here's the thing. God is going to give you one thing at a time. And then after that one thing, he's going to visit. Because once he sees your commitment and your faithfulness, sometimes he blesses you with that. And then right after that, boom, another thing happens. Why? Because he knows he can trust you with what he's placing in your hands and in your care. Use the thing that God has given you to increase the lives of the people, to move the lives of the people forward, as well as the thing, the mission that God, because listen, all our visions are leading to the mission and the vision of God and ultimately to give God glory. Amen. Listen, I'm excited about that. Reset your vision on the day. You have somebody? Mm -hmm. Come on. Okay. Hello, everybody. And what, in regards to what Pastor B was saying, the Lord is saying that make sure your the vision that he's giving you spiritually concerning the gifts of him are just as important as the things of the world that you're, those visions that he's giving you. Make sure that the spiritual things, the things that concern him, the things of the spirit, that you are giving that just as much attention as you're giving to everything else in your life, your family, your businesses, everything else that he's giving your hands to do. He wants to ensure that your spiritual gifts, that you're giving that, giving a, lending a ear and heeding to what he's giving you to do um, concerning the things of God. And yeah, what, what, what do you, you want to do so with an altar call? Um, yes, but you want to do that here? Yeah, go over ahead. there. All right, so please stay on. We're going to, um, oh, okay, yes. Okay, so if you would like to give your life, if you know that you need to rededicate your life, listen, this is a safe space. Uh, we want you to come to Christ. No man comes unless the Father draws him, amen? And so if you know you need to um, accept Christ, you can slip your hand up or you can send an um, a, a in message to Zach, okay? Uh, to Minister Zach. You can send this to Minister Zach because we need to pray with you. We don't want you to leave here. Amen. You don't, when the spirit of the Lord is moving upon your heart, you don't want to walk away. Harden not your voice the day you hear his voice. Amen. You don't want, harden not your heart, excuse me, the day you hear his voice. Thank you, sweetheart. So listen, if you know that you need to rededicate your life or you need to accept Christ, we, I'm beseeching you by the spirit of God not to leave this live. Amen. Not to leave here without us praying for you. Amen. And so 
There is no shame coming to Christ. There's no shame. This is an online altar, all right? There's no shame in accepting Christ. If you are ashamed to receive, accept him, um, he'll be ashamed, ashamed of you before the Father. So you want to be not ashamed of the name of Jesus, all right? The name of Jesus is still the best name you could ever know. And so if you don't know Jesus and you know you need to accept him on today, I beseech you by the spirit of God not to leave this live, all right? If you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, yes, Lord, then we beseech you to do that, all right? We're gonna come and over here and we're gonna pray with you, amen? And so we just want to encourage you to don't leave here the same way that you came, amen? If you know you need prayer for something else, please stay on this. Listen, get comfortable with the altar. The altar is a place of change. The altar is a place where God meets you, amen? A holy altar is a place where the Lord will meet you, amen? It's a place of purification. It's a place of repentance. It's a place of um, where hope comes back alive in you, amen? Hallelujah. And so we just want to, I want to share that with you, that you don't leave here the same way that you came. You can't be ashamed of the Father. You can't be ashamed of him before men, amen? You cannot. Hallelujah. And so I want to share that with you. And if you would like that, then please, if you would like to partner with the ministry, when we, we're going to come over and sit and please, if you can come off camera, y'all start getting ready. I'm trying to tell y'all better start getting ready for church. Y'all better start dressing for church. Y'all better start getting up on time because things are going to be moving and you can't, you got to be in the, you got to be right there. Amen. And that's discipline. That is discipline. That is discipline. I'm going to say it one more good time. <laughs> Amen. You want to be a leader? You can't show up at, at five minutes till you talking about where's the mic and you coming in, your shirt all off, your collar. No, no, you got to be in position. <laughs> you got to be dressed. You come skinning in. You don't have one shoe on, one shoe off. No, you got to be in position. <laughs> Hallelujah. So just want to share that with you and please stay on. All right. Cause we're going to sit and talk with you. So we're going to pray with you right now. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.